When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And we are live on the Lakers Fast Break post-game show. I'd want to welcome all of our guests. And I'm here with uh, Gerald Glassford, who's trying to find a uh, little corner. And he's actually going to brave the Las Vegas heat and try and uh, get in on our little post-game show here. We're wrapping it up. The Lakers defeat the uh, Charlotte Hornets 93-75. Overall, uh, a great effort from the squad. Colin Castleton played his steady game. A few standouts, obviously, Jalen Hood, Chafino, Demoy Hodge, and Max Olis all decided to play their best games as a Lakers so far during the summer league. Um, All-around effort, five players found themselves in double figures. And while I still have them available, I want to welcome in my guest for the postgame show, Gerald Glassford. Gerald, you saw the game live. What were your uh, impressions? A pretty good performance from the Lakers when it comes to what you were seeing. Uh, JHS had by far and away, and I mean by far and away, his best performance of the summer. Looked more comfortable. Actually hit some shots from the outside. Just excellent passing from him. Still working on the drives and issues there and the athleticism issues, but otherwise he looked really, really good. Laker Tom's uh, favorite center now all time in the league. <laughs> you know, ahead of Kareem now, he was Colin Castleton. Obviously, his best game as well as far as uh, in summer league. So, definitely uh, some good things to take uh, from it. Max Christie a little bit subdued today, but still looks smooth, at, better, much better in the second half. And Maxwell Lewis uh, did have uh, probably also his best performance. So, so, really good performances overall. Defense looked a little bit more. In tune, looks like we could, they've been working on it in practice. So absolutely, looked uh, looked really good from there, from my standpoint. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Gerald. I mean, um, the first half was a bit of a struggle for Christie, but uh, that third quarter, it was just contributions from everybody. They they barnstormed uh, the Hornets. Um, agreed, agreed. Uh, Stone, I was I was with Stone Hansen. And, and Cooper, I believe, from the uh, Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast, got a chance to finally meet Stone in person. So I was really psyched about that. I know I'm hopefully uh, Raphael Barlow is making his way here. 
Hopefully he's going to be uh, be able to see him here in a few. I know there's Victor's uh, second game coming up here in a little bit. That passed by Bobby Marks. It's happening here, my friend. It's happening here in Vegas. Yes, absolutely, Gerald. And uh, I just want to give uh, a shout-out to uh, Des Moines Hodge. Um, yeah, it looked really good. Uh, yeah, a little surprise, but it's going to be hard for him to find a way in the league, uh, Magic Man, but uh, he looked pretty smooth, especially on his outside jumper. I like it. I really like it. Yeah, I, I, you know what, Gerald? That that may be the case, but I would really love to to see the Lakers to try and find a way, you know, just to keep him on that two-way as long as possible. Um, he really showed a skill I didn't see in in uh, any of the uh, the vids I saw. Um, while Alex Fudge was fighting for a position down low, we asked him to come up to set a screen for him. And uh, it turned into Moses parting the Red Sea. Uh, I didn't know he could he could do that. So that's another skill. Um, hopefully that Handy and South Bay can learn to develop more because if his shooting yeah. stroke is on like this, Joe, it's gonna be hard not for the Lakers not to bring him up for forty five or fifty games. Looked really good. Uh, again, JHS uh, shaking off a lot of that rust, a lot of a lot of those things that have uh, been plaguing him throughout the throughout the summer league. Uh, looked a lot better. Again, still going to be hard for him to separate, but he's got to find. And as I was talking to Stone about this, he has to find a game similar to what we see already with D'Angelo Russell, where he, you know, D'Angelo's not going to blow by anybody, but he has to find his spots. And his way to slither around people, and he, you know, he found that today, and uh, it was really good to watch. Uh, and it's, somebody had to remind me that Brandon Miller, the number two pick, was out there on the floor because he was actually invisible, invisible for the first three and a half quarters. It seemingly he just nobody was talking about him. He was just not doing much out there. So I don't know if he was disinterested or whatnot. But uh, you know, right again. When it comes to the Lakers, though, a pretty good performance today. I liked what I saw, and and I'm hoping again we can see continued growth from them. Castleton uh, needs to, uh, you know, like I said, offensively, good touch around the basket, really good touch around the basket. When it comes though, his defense just needs to get stronger. I think it's an issue. He needs to get stronger because he he uh, he shied away from the contact, which is not uh, it's not good because he saw him, people scoring on him left and right uh on occasions if he doesn't get the angle on you uh you can see that he's just a little afraid maybe it's because also as well he's he's earned more fouls than anyone in summer league maybe he's a little yes. apprehensive there but offensively you saw the touch in the first half absolutely excellent from him yeah absolutely gerald uh and again the lakers uh distributing the ball well as well uh this has now become a whole team concept from the california classic and the two games at the Summer League, the Lakers are finding each other open shots. Uh, they had 20, 20 assists uh, on, I think it was 34 buckets. So um, Castleton has three assists. Max Christie has six assists. JHS has five assists. These guys are really playing uh, fundamentally well, Gerald. It, it seems like there's – and like, like you and Joe said – Maybe this was an opportunity for Max Christie to uh, extend his play a little bit, get some more run, because he saw it today. He wasn't discouraged by by his, his shot was just coming up short, but in that third quarter, he just found a way to get others involved and uh, got himself going a little bit. So that was a nice 
nice performance by him in the second half. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, my friend, the best thing about Max Christie today wasn't uh, during the game. Max, best thing about Max Christie is the fact that he was out there first at Dirt before in warmups. He was also first out there at halftime, working on shots, working on his free throws, working on his skills. That to me is the most impressive. When you're first there and you're last to leave, like he was also as well, those are things that are impressive me. Uh, I'm just very intrigued by seeing what he can do if he's given the opportunity to be the, the backups off guard uh, for the Lakers. What's up to the chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. You guys are awesome. Truly appreciate it. Thomas so one- and Max, <laughs> first time I've been here in a couple of years. I, you know, obviously with the T-Mobile arena here is much better, much nicer. You come back here, this thing hasn't aged well. Still smells like marijuana and urine, and unfortunately, it's <laughs> a bad combination, my friend. But yeah, yeah. overall, uh, you know, NBA has done a great job of trying to go ahead and promote this. They had the NBA Con this weekend, which uh, I know it went over well for the first time they're doing it. Laker Con, we got to do that next. But I really think that uh, so far from what I saw from the Lakers today, really sound. And then I think it's just the fact that they've got reps, they practice. I think the fact that they started sooner because they had those two games, the California Classic, I really think that it's, you know, worked out a lot better. And you're starting to see that. And now they're going to have more games because they're 2-0 and here in Vegas. There's a possibility they can go far in the Summer League playoffs because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, Gerald, uh, Brandon Miller wasn't uh, the only player struggling from deep today. Cole Swider had uh, had his worst game yeah. uh, in the uh, <laughs> Summer League so far, both in the California Classic and now the Summer he League. He was a source um, of a lot of conversation here in the arena, and not much of it was good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, with Cole, again, if he's not hot, you know, what does else does he bring to the table for you? And And we saw that today, and uh, I think Cole Swider, again, the team is not intending to go ahead and sign 15 players. So he looks like he's going to be the odd man out. And whether or not he gets picked up by anyone else, I'm not sure. I mean, you saw Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic than a version of Cole Swider. And he's barely hanging on to the league. So what does that say about Cole Swider? Yeah, it, um, you know, it's, it, it looked like he was hanging on today. <laughs> It looked like uh, you know I'm his time might be uh, might be up as far as the Lakers are concerned, Gerald. Um, and if he's struggled mightily this far, um, it, it's going to be hard for him to catch on anywhere else because, like you said, his only um, uh, mutable skill in the NBA is shooting. And if he can't shoot, then that roster spot is going to be left for somebody who can do it better than he can. So. Um, you know, unfortunately, we've got two games left. Uh, Swider needs to basically. No, well, hold on. We might have more if the Lakers go all the way, my friend. Yeah, that 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 could be. I I meant four games uh, in the uh, qualifying. Yeah, round. I mean Friday is their last scheduled game, but if they actually continue to win, they're going to have another at least one or two weekend games, maybe even more. Hey, I mean, they doubled up the, uh, the win total, Gerald. So, I mean, in 2017, they were one and two during the uh, the three-game qualifying play, and they ended up winning five straight 
went six and two, won the and summer then, league title. Well, me, We're getting a little ahead of ourselves right now. We've got Boston coming up on Wednesday. And even if it is a summer league game, let's take a big giant crap on them and their <laughs> and their team right now because I don't see anybody on their summer league team being able to slow down Colin Castleton. I know McGowan's is someone that uh, that uh, Stone is still you know high on, so we'll see Miller just again very disappointed. But yeah, that's uh, Joe, a great. I know you're in the chat, question, Joe. Devotion. Where is Joe? Joe, Joe's, Joe's in the chat. He's yeah, available Joe's today. commenting on uh, on the yeah, I know. The Joe, city of okay. Las Vegas. Joe, the Thomas and Mac is old. The rest of Vegas is nice and fresh and new. Go visit the Strip when you come to the TNM. We're talking about a building that was made, I think, in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. It's not aged well here at the Thomas and Mac, but you go on the Strip, a lot of great things, a lot of nice things, and it is a great place for children. So kiss my butt on that one. Yeah. I, 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 and if, you know what? I said that, and I meant that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Soro. You got your answer. You got your answer. Yeah. By the way, I'm still on the record. Vegas is still better than the city of New York. I don't care what you say. The smell of urine and marijuana is worse in New York City than anywhere else on the planet Earth. I don't want to hear any debate about that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And as we mosey along, Gerald, another standout for for the Lakers was the uh, the activity of um, uh, Fudge um, still on an exhibit ten. Do you see any future for him in South Bay? The thing is, though, with him, very athletic. I know Stone is also high on him, but the only thing is, he really does not have an offensive game. And we already see with Jared Vanderbilt, we already see how far in the league uh, that's going to get you. And by the way, Devotion, uh, again, Joe's in the chat, but unfortunately he is not, he's got guests, I guess his house, fancy party and all. So I guess, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to make it for for the live show. But when it comes to Alex Fudge, uh, Sean, very athletic, very gifted, uh, great defensively, but he was just, there was one play where, he set it up where he let the guy go by intentionally just yeah. so he could set him up for the block shot. And it was, it was really nice to see him, uh, you know, play so well in the defensive end, but offensively you can see he's so challenged there. Can't give you much. And I know on the Lakers, we already have someone that's a six, nine athletic player that plays great defense and can't do offensively. We already have that. I'm just concerned exactly for his sake where he's going to be able to find his niche in the league. But, you know, definitely someone that, that maybe if the Lakers can't find a you know place for him, that's like he can find a you know, place somewhere else. 
And and Gerald, it was it was interesting. I thought uh, Maxwell Lewis played his best defensive game as a Laker and really showed his. Well, yeah, his, late that, his, his late potential. in that fourth quarter. Yeah, Brandon Miller, man, number two pick. You should be, you know, Max Christie side. Max Christie's still, you know, not as big as he is. Not as supposed to be not as strong. Cleanly, you know, he he clearly had a defensive edge against him, and and Brandon Miller wasn't able to do much on it, which. I don't know, does that speak better about Max Christie or does it speak worse about Brandon Miller? So just Brandon Miller looked disinterested, and I actually forgot he was out there on the floor for the first two uh, for two quarters. Stone and I were talking about, like, is Miller still out in the, court, in the court? And he's like, oh, yeah, there he is. So it's like it just – he was it was just very disappointing effort from him. I don't know if he was just disinterested coming off of, you know, the Victor Wembyama deal and, you know – He's been hearing scoot, 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 scoot. I know scoot is not available today, but I don't think it's as bad as Jamie and uh, Laker Tom were talking about on, on yesterday's show. They just said he was not going to play today. There's a possibility I'm sure he could play if, if uh, Portland continues. So I, I don't know. It just seems like right now that, you know, what whoever was on the train for scoot, like me, you know, I think he probably would just, again, as of now, early look, Scoot's going to probably look like a better player, even in the short time we saw Scoot. I uh, yeah, I'd I'd agree, Gerald. Um, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. But like, I wasn't truly impressed by what I've seen by Brandon Miller so far. And like you said, it, it might be it might be a case of him being disinterested. But it, it one possession in particular was was very intriguing. It was he had Maxwell Lewis in the corner. And being 6'9", you would think that you would be able to just wrap him up and force him into a bad shot. But it was almost as if he was seeing ghosts. Um, Maxwell Lewis made a, made a fake. And he almost turned Brandon Miller around and hit that open three. So I'm not, see- I'm not seeing the hype so far with him. With Wemby, I see it defensively. With Brendan Miller, not so much, and I'm in agreement so far, Gerald. I think Scoot would have been the better choice at number two. Uh, again, a great performance. When the best player out there, it, it looked like it today was Colin Castleton, and it wasn't Brandon Miller. That tells me something. You know, Brandon Miller as the number two draft pick. You know, a lot of eyes are on him, and you know, you got to produce. You got to at least show that even if you're missing shots, that you're dominating out there. And he just did not look like he wanted to be there for a great portion of the game. And it's just, you've got to take these as learning opportunities when you're out there in summer league because you're playing against, you know, guys that you should be already dominating against. So, you know, we've seen Victor struggle with nine points in his first outing. I'm going to see him just for a little bit later today here in the arena. So we'll see what happens there. But, you know, it's just it's just a shame to see, uh, you know, what, what uh, you know, Charlotte, in, which was in such need of, of talent, I mean, we were, uh, it's funny, I, you know, I heard more than once that, you know, people were talking about how Charlotte might have the worst team here in summer league. And it's like, you know, it just, it's sad to see that Charlotte just has not chosen well. I mean, well, Mitch Kupchak's there, you know, okay. No, oh, that explains a lot. If I, if I was eating, if I was eating something during the broadcast, after Seth Greenberg was talking with Eric Musselman about how Steve Clifford is a great coach, great development, I was thinking, my goodness, all the offensive players they have on that squad will just detest playing for Steve Clifford. 
Um, I just think, Gerald, that whoever comes in with that new ownership just needs to strip it all down from, yeah. from the studs. They have bad scouting uh, from the, from about 20 years ago. They have a bad – their arena isn't really in a great spot. So well, I'm like not going to go ahead. I understand. I understand the ability to give LaMelo all that money, but I just think it's just going to come back to bite them in the end. Well, when it comes to, to Charlotte, it just, you know, you see, I, I'm not sure I would have given that money to Ball right away. Uh, I mean, just because yeah, the other away. teams are doing it just doesn't mean you have to. You're a team that is in need of a lot of help. And Ball, even if he has a good season, you know, you might want to go ahead and, and look to trade him for assets that could build you a better team down the road. That's the thing. He's going to be the star of your future. Yeah, but what if your future is th- is 30, ra- 30 wins the next five years? That is, that's not very much of a future. So, yeah, he's going to get all the numbers. He might be he might be on the floor. He might not with his health. But, you know, if for me, I would have waited out the year and say, you know what, if he's having great numbers and we still sink, maybe look to go ahead and, and uh, trade him for a lot of assets because he's not going to be, at this point, he's going to be someone that's very good in the league. I just don't know if he's going to be that guy that takes you to the next level. Yeah. I, oh, and wow, Gerald, you just you just kind of put a whopper out there, but I think it. I think you're right. I think, uh, you know. As, he's as, not 260 for me, right? Yeah. Now. No, no, no. He's not. And when you look at that, like you said, looking at the landscape now, I realize what uh, what's going on with uh, Dame, Dame's situation, Harden's situation. That's still to be uh, uh, played out. But like you said, don't be surprised if the next 18 months if LaMelo Ball is on another team because, as you said, Gerald, it's really it's really a sad state of affairs What uh, what's happening there. And as we move back over to the Lakers – what are you looking for on Wednesday's matchup with the Celtics, Gerald? Because we've got Colin Castleton playing at basically right now. I'd I'd give him the uh, the MVP of the summer league so far. Um, he's just been- I don't I give it to, well uh, for the Lakers. I would say right yeah, now Keontae George is still uh, the yeah. best rookie. There's been some great second year play, but then again, the second year players are supposed to play at a, at that level. But Keontae George's performance last night, I think, is he's the best rookie performance so far. Colin Castleton's is right up there. What so, he had, uh, 21 points, 15 rebounds, something like I, that. Oh, okay. Did they give him another one? Could uh, well, again, well, I mean, regardless, still like you know, double yeah, double. 21, for him. 14, 15. It was incredible yeah, performance. Just, just a great performance for him so, as far as from that end. Just blocking shots, which he's normally accustomed to doing. I think he's a little bit, uh, you know, if you saw it today, kind of concerned because he he's probably getting the whistle so much. Maybe it's in his head because he was letting people by, yeah. uh, being a little bit passive on trying to trying to defend shots. So I was kind of concerned there. But outside of that, you really can't nitpick uh, too much in this game because he had, he was inside the key. He was he was really money, and it was really good to see. The only thing, uh, though, I will say about him. He is a little bit mechanical. He tried two drives. He tried to drive. Oh, so he tried to drive, and it, it was so slow. I think you and I could have gone down the aisle and could have gone down the rows and blocked the shot. And of course, he got blocked by Kai Jones. And then he tried to he tried to turn around. That again took like a half hour to do. And yes, he got it blocked out. So he's got to work on some things a little bit quicker with his decisions. 
Uh, and of course, he's a six eleven guy. He's going to be a little bit slow, regardless. But you know, when he when he's in the lane and he doesn't have to think, and he just goes ahead and puts up the puts up the floater, puts up the touch. He's got some nice touch around the basket. It's just when he has to try and create, and also some great inside passing too. He had some great from from the uh, from the free throw line. He had a couple of good passes there. Again, some great great things I saw from. Him. It's just got to work on other areas of his game and make better decisions overall, but still just a good performance from him today. Uh, absolutely, Gerald. Um, he really does have a nice soft touch. It's, that's really something that can't be taught in, uh, in basketball. You either have it or you don't. Um, and he really does. He really has so many attributable skills in the low post. And as you see, I'm learning a little bit. It's nice to see um, a lot of maturity from uh, Castleton and Max Christie's interview at the end with Sedano. Sedano can be, like, if he really wants an answer to a question, I thought both those guys showed a lot of maturity. Gerald, before we head out, the NBA uh, finally drip by drip released the details for the NBA Cup. So here are the details. All 30 teams will be participating in the NBA Cup. Whether they uh, like it or not. Yes, there will be six um, uh, divisions, if you will. The Lakers find themselves in Western Division Group A, Gerald. That is the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Phoenix Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Utah Jazz. The Lakers will be playing the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Jazz, and the Blazers all once. Uh, the tournament will be from November 7th to December 9th, Gerald. Each, t each participant will receive 50K in the qualifying round, 100K, in the semis, and then the loose the losing team will get 200k, and the winning team obviously gets 500 each. So, Gerald, as we move forward with this NBA Cup, what are your anticipations? Do you expect it to be a permanent thing? Do you think it'll be a one off? What are your uh thoughts on the NBA Cup? Honestly, yes. I honestly think because of the prospect of having an extra game that won't count anything as far as stats or in the record books, I have a feeling that you're going to see some teams load manage and you're going to see some teams attempting trying to get out of the early, especially winning teams. If I was yes. a winning team, uh, I wouldn't want to deal with it, especially going to Las Vegas as far as that's concerned, as much as I love Las Vegas. You know, you know, in the middle of the season, dragging my team over there for a, a contrived tournament for TV is going to be a hard sell for some of these guys for, I mean, what, for a half a million for them. That's like chump change, you know, after taxes, that's like three thirty dollars So I will tell you, it's, it's for the, you know, you will probably see some of these teams that are in winning situations, probably just say, you know what, we're going to rest some of our guys. We don't want to go ahead and fly over to Las Vegas. We just want to go ahead and chill. Uh, and if it means losing a one or two games, no, so be it. Yeah, it, I, I, that's what I think is going to end up happening, Gerald. I mean, uh, just moving forward, in as far as Group A is concerned, I don't expect a lot of uh, competitive play, shall we say. The Jazz, well, the Jazz, the Jazz, and, 
the if Jazz. If somebody gets hurt, Magic Man, especially in that championship game or the oh, championship man. game, you know, then really a lot is going to be said about that as far as the, the league. The people are going to really poop on it. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. That will be a key. If, if unfortunately, injuries are just a part of this, uh, this game, but if it happens uh, to be... Let me just say, let me just say to PMC, petting my cat, uh, thank you so much for the email, by the way. I was truly touched by it. Um, I'm not in the sphere. If you want to see the sphere, it's right below on the channel. I took the first few minutes of it. Yeah, that's generated over 15,000 views on uh, as far as the channels on, on both my channels, which I'm very grateful for. But I am actually right next to the Thomas and Mac Arena. Uh, I'm in the shaded part. The only shaded part is like 95 in the shade, like 110 outside. Uh, looking for right here. I'll give everybody a pan around. Um, before you head on out, I'll probably go back inside and just to show people what it looks like if you want to, if, uh, if that's okay. Yeah, but I won't be able to it. hear you as soon as I get back inside. Let everybody know I couldn't hear Magic Man on playback, playback.tv slash Takers Fast Break. I couldn't hear Magic Man to start the show. That's why I'm out here now for you guys. Doesn't matter in 100 degree heat. I'm here for you. Roy, Devotion, Deep Purple, you know, everybody out there, Blue. Uh, even you, Joe, you know, so many people out there. I'm really doing it for you guys as far as doing this. Uh, I really want to get a chance to see Stone. I got a chance to meet Stone. Uh, I was really happy to go ahead and do that. Hopefully I'll catch up with Raphael. I know he was uh, at some workouts on the other side of town. Uh, he's coming over here in a little bit. So looking forward to seeing him again. I haven't seen him since last time, last year at Summer League. So looking forward to uh, seeing him and then checking out just a few minutes of Victor Wembyama. I know. I want to say I know that um, in the chat he did. We were talking about Magic Man that overhyped. Uh, I don't want to say that yet. I think he's had a really rough week with the Britney Spears situation and whatnot. I don't. Plus a lot of a lot of nervousness for him as far as you know. So like like the hype. You know, going back to that word for for his first thing, his mm -hmm. first game. I think he's going to have a much better game today. And if you saw what I saw, you know, back in Henderson. Uh, a few months ago, you're going to say to yourself, yeah, this guy's the real deal, because he is, uh, from what I saw, he just needs to be put in a good situation, and he is not your normal seven foot three, seven foot four guy. He has got agility, mobility. True, he's going to fall in love with a shot side shot maybe when he shouldn't, but he's got some skills and some attributes I really think are going to go a long way in this league, and, you know, I'm going to think every time I see him out there on the floor, I wish he was a Laker. Yeah. That's the way it's going to go down. Uh, unfortunately, I would have loved uh, to see him play the Lakers, but they dis uh, they decided to save it for the summer league. So now we're going to have to wait for their – unless we meet the Spurs in the playoffs of summer oh, league. Oh, yeah. Well, playoffs. there you go. Yeah. But it looks as though we'll have to wait until the regular season far unless uh, fate works out another way. But you're right. Um, the offense is going to come with him. I wouldn't even – that wouldn't even be a concern for me. Um, he's just so – I got my, So I got my stamp to get back into the arena. So, of course, the NBA Summer League team. Well, go it's back so in because I don't want you to suffer heat stroke right now. Uh, right? Tell me about it. Well, I'm going to go back inside your minute. I got to tell you guys those story. It's just like, okay, you go online to buy tickets, and it's like a $45 ticket. Okay, for all these games, not, that's not great, but it's all right. We'll deal with it. Then they slap on $30 in taxes and convenience fees. So it's like 75, 78. I know that's what Stone had to pay. I'm like, screw that. I'll come down here. 
you come down here, go to UNLV tickets, you walk, you walk right up, it's still $15, $17 over cover charge with due to convenience fees. And it said it was sold out today. It's not sold out today. It's not sold out. So now, yeah. do they do they allow you to bring in your own water bottles or is no, it... no, they've got the they've got it right there. Of course they want your money, man. You, you, you shills, you nothing but corporate. You won't even allow people to bring in their own water bottles. No, I, I, I had to drink. I my liter bottle. I drank it. Uh, I had to finish it before I got it came in. And then I know uh, Stone and his friend had to walk from the hotel. The first thing that they got when they came in, uh, Cooper from the uh, Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast, they had to absolutely run to the snack bar to get it water because it, it's just you know. It's it's hot out here. It's past. It's a bowl above a hundred. Uh, like I said, I'm in the shade and I'm still sweating like a like a you know you know what. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and head back inside. But please stay on the air as you close things out. Yeah. Want to give everybody a feel. Like I said, when we were going on the air, I was walking by Bobby Marks. I thought Bobby Marks would be taller, but he's not. Uh, that was kind of weird. But uh, yeah. The, otherwise, uh, you know, you've seen the action here in summer league. And uh, hopefully I can give you guys a shot of the concourse before we leave. I'm on my way up there now. Gerald, uh, before you head back inside, Roy had I can a quick still hear question. you, man. I can still hear you. Go ahead. Uh, Roy had a quick question. Is there a military discount today? Yes, there is. Uh, Roy, tell, tell Roy there is military discounts. Actually, you know, I'm walking by the, the uh, ticket center now. Let me go ahead there. But there is a military discount. There is a UNLV student discount. Um, I would not buy it online. Roy, especially for the rest of the time, because Sunday is usually the getaway day for a lot of the NBA guys. They usually leave today, like Stone's leaving tomorrow. So you, there will be availability on tickets throughout the rest of the time. So come on down here. You'll save yourself some money by actually buying it here, even though there is still convenience fees. I don't know whose convenience it is, but, but not. Uh, there's still a ton of scalpers right over here, as you can see right here under the canopy. They're waiting to see if they can sell their tickets. But yeah, just to give uh to give everyone a heads up if they plan on coming down here, uh adult is 62, juniors 49, seniors 49, military with ID and teacher with ID is 57. Mm, just to give you a heads up. Deals. Yeah, so that's a uh that's about uh five bucks off. So all right, Gerald, you almost back inside. I'm going to go up these stairs. One thing, like I said, Thomas and Mac is antiquated, so it's got this long flight of stairs you have to suffer through. So, uh, actually, no, I'm going to go up the escalator. Old man needs to go up the escalator. <laughs> is there an escalator still working? It's. Let me see if it's working. Oops, sorry, yeah, we'll, we'll, take the, we'll take the escalator to success. Joe can take the stairs. Well, of course, the, uh, the escalator is not working, so they want you to suffer. Escalator going down works. Escalator going up doesn't. In true Tina fashion. So. Yeah. Escalator's not working. It's like going to McDonald's and knowing that the frosty machine is working. What's so funny, though, is there's this guy about six rows, seven rows. He's just, like, screaming something at the Charlotte bench. No one could hear him. He had that kind of voice. He's, like, screaming at the top of his lungs. Still no one could hear him. So it's kind of weird how it worked out. I'm just going to go find an open space and chill for the rest of the couple hours. And please, as I'm hydrate. out of gas going up that heat, those stairs. Hydrate. Going in. Uh, actually, let me just 
go in right now and give you guys a look as I'm heading in summer league. Thank you. Heading in now. I'm sorry, my Harold is heading into the belly of the beast at the Thomas Mack Pavilion. Oh, yes, I'm uh, going off for some reason. All right, I got to hold on. I got to let you. I got the checking in the security. Hold on. Sorry, live stream. Yeah, we're, we're, this is live, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. Gerald is, Gerald is going to get patted down by uh, Thomas, Thomas Mack. Mack. Send me out. Security. Going back in. All right. So I'm looking for a seat here. It's general admission. So I can pretty much grab anywhere on the upper spot part. So it's great to talk to everybody. Hope everybody has a great rest of their weekend. We're going to do a show on Monday? Yes, we will. We'll be Stop doing the show. Team, my friend. All so, right. Yeah, I think I'm going to head in. I'm going to see if I can uh, connect with uh, Rafael Barlow, check out Victor's uh, performance here later today, and uh, hopefully I'll have a lot of good news to report to come tomorrow. All right. Have a good time. Safe trip home, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, it's, it's getting loud here, man. I wish you all the best, my friend. Thank you. And before we head on out, I just want to thank everybody, and we'll be back. Gerald will be giving a recap of Summer League. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com, with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. We're back with another episode, a special episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also as well, Game Source and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, everyone out there knows that Joe Soro is the madman behind Ox1947. Well, he doesn't look so mad right now, but. Go ahead and check him out anyways at LakersBall.com. Plus, also, he owns a company. He was telling me they're calling him, asking for stuff, asking for help, needing it right now, and he's not even open till tomorrow. It is Simblades. Find out what the demand is all about at Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Plus, also, as well, of course, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, and Jamie Sweet. Go ahead and check him out today at LakerHolics.com. 
our good friend Stone Hansen, who if you're looking at our social media, I got to see face-to-face for the first time. It was great seeing him. Just looking forward to going ahead and hope have you know, him being on the show. His thoughts on Summer League. I know he's flying back tomorrow back home. He's leaving a little early from Summer League, but great to hear his thoughts, hopefully, when he saw us by the show. But you can go ahead and check out his thoughts as well on the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Our good friend John McCain, he's on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. And please, while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to us to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. And if you do so, it is sincerely appreciated. And before we get into all the festivities, I wanted to go ahead and say uh, I was made aware of some comments that were made on the Lakerholics show on Saturday, and uh, they were really unfortunate and insensitive. Uh, I did get some feedback uh, while I was at Thomas and Mac today at Summer League, but I also got it from a, a great consumer, a guy that who just started catching us and started watching us uh, here recently, and Marcus... Uh, and everybody out there that were offended by the comments that were made uh, on that Lakerholic show, which I was not on, but uh, on behalf of the LFP team, I'm the one ultimately that's responsible for the content on the show. So uh, I will say on behalf of all of us, uh, I sincerely apologize for those comments. Uh, they were inappropriate. Uh, I did pull the video down. I left it unlisted so that Marcus could see all my responses. Uh, he has been graciously accepted those apologies from us. I hope everyone else will as well. And uh, I will be reposting that Lakerholics without those comments here, hopefully by the end of the night. But I will say again, we own it. We said it. One of our individuals on our panel said it. And it was inappropriate, inexcusable. I did speak to that individual. That individual, hopefully next time he's on the show, will be making his apology as well. He, he he conveyed his sorrow for making those words, the inappropriate choice of words. And again, uh, it is not what we're about here at the Lakers Fast Break. The context and meaning of what was said was uh, different uh, in regards to that. It, it was a touchy subject, and I guess it was just not handled in the right way. And again, from all of us, uh, a sincere apology if anyone was offended by those comments that were made. And hopefully we could just go on from there. I know you guys like us to talk on the edge. Uh, you guys, in fact, we had several email comments on, regarding that about how you guys like the way we go ahead and walk on that knife's edge in regards to the way our, our we talk and our comments. And we're willing to go ahead and share our thoughts and we're not be, you know, brought down by, by anything on that. But sometimes you do go overboard. And we did, and we sincerely apologize for it and hope you will continue to go ahead and check out what we do here right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Because if you do, I'll be able to go ahead and share some stuff I saw today at Summer League. But here today, these guys up above me, they said, Gerald, we're going through withdrawals. We need more Lakers Fast Break. We need a fix. So I got to feed the Lakers Fast Break addicts upstairs. So here today to talk about today's stuff that went on, Victor Wembyama. I know some people were saying in the chat yesterday or, or even earlier today when I was on with Sean. And Sean, great job running it. I'm sorry for <laughs> seeing everybody, my my nose. Uh, here I am walking through the Thomas and Mac. Everybody's seeing my face. I'm close. That was hilarious indeed. It is a good man indeed. I, I got to say, though, Gerald, there was a lot better edited than the Blair Witch Project. So. Well, that's true. Uh, it wasn't even edited at all. I haven't even told you. know That was just me walking there through. It's like, can you hear me? I can't hear you, Sean. I can't hear you. Yeah. I mean, it, to Thomas and Mac, 
you've got terrible Wi-Fi and you cannot hear a person. So I had to go outside in the 105 degree heat and make sure everyone could go ahead and check me out. But Sean did a fantastic job. It is the madman from Toronto. It's a good man indeed. You've got to go ahead and check him out. When he gets out of Toronto traffic, it is the magic man, Sean Grice, along with Joe Soro. Guys, great to have you here. Unmuting both of you right now. Just want to let you know, again, uh, a good day in Summer League so far. Again, Victor Wemayama. I want to go ahead and touch on them before we really get into more Lakers talk. Um, Victor, Victor, again, showing you what he really can do. I think he was nervous. I think he just would stuff with Britney Spears, you know, caught him off guard, concentration. I think we saw, and I said on the, uh, you know, I said that Victor was going to have a better game and he did. We, we started to see why he is who he's going to be. I think. Uh, absolutely, Gerald. Absolutely. And uh, just on, just on uh, that note, um, you know, a lot was made about that situation. I thought that uh, Victor security and Spear and Spur security tried to make things right by approaching um, the offended party and uh, you apolog- can say Britney Spears. Yeah, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Apolog- apologizing, you know, but the fact that this person uh, decided to go on social media and um, essentially demand. Uh, public apology was was a bit um, over the line, so to speak. Um, uh, you know, it is what it is. The the metro because I, I I really hope that that they you know that the Spurs and Victor don't go ahead and do do that publicly. You know, just leave let sleeping dogs lie. The situation unfolded the way it did. I'm sure next time uh, he's back in Vegas or they see each other. They'll take a picture. Everything will be cool. It's deuces. See you and, later. And she backtracked. She backtracked a little bit of comments once she realized she hit her own self, you know, like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, but um, yeah. Victor- she hit herself, baby, one more time, basically, is what she did. So, <laughs> that joke never gets old. Sorry. Sorry, Joe. Uh, okay. 27 and 12 he he scored from all three levels um it 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 doesn't look like uh if he adds a mid-range game Gerald I mean that's that's a wrinkle but it looks like you know Victor's going to be able to get to the rim just about whenever he wants um I, I think those are only a couple of little wrinkles to his offensive repertoire this is back to the basket and uh, maybe developing a mid-range but uh, you know he's the real deal um, it was very impressive to uh, and like you said I think it was just a case of um, a distraction just a small one at that but it was able enough to, to kind of knock him uh, off his uh, uh, focus level so to speak um, Found it again today, so uh, pleased, pleased to see him. And uh, you know, it's great for the NBA, man. It is great for the NBA, and uh, sorry that he isn't a Laker, but he, he, I can see the talent. The talent is there, but there also is a lot more talent to talk about, and here today to talk about that. Plus, we will get into the Lakers here as well. It is Joe Sorrell, the guy that you know as Ox1947 from LakersBall.com, and also as well Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com and Joe, great to have you here, my friend. You guys wanted your fix of Lakers Fast Break. Even the guys that host the shows 
need their fix of Lakers fast break. I was taken back. Say, we're going to go on. You're going to go on. Yes, we're going to go on. Okay, let's go on. Joe, I want to ask you this, though. You know, there was also someone else out there that impressed you greatly. It was in the Houston-Detroit game. Although there was plenty of athletes out there on display, there was an individual that we're going to, you and I are going to keep a continual eye on for reasons because of the NBA draft that we think besides that JHS looked a lot better today, still we think Cam Whitmore should have still been that pick. We don't wish uh, injury to anyone. Uh, half of the issues with Cam was there might be a debilitating injury there. Uh, if he is not taken out by injury, this is going to be a massive regret by the Lakers and the teams ahead of the Lakers even more. I, I'm catching the game right now. It's, it's in the middle of the second quarter, and there are guys that you just see how they move, how they look, how their body language is. This is a NBA player. Right. I was there live. He looked good. He looked really good. He looks like Marcus Smart with height and likely a better jump shot. That is a scary player in the NBA because that's exactly what you want. And that would have been exactly what the Lakers needed. And he would have been next to LeBron and AD. His 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 acceleration would have, in terms of uh, being effective, would be immediate. Uh, I think the Lakers made a massive mistake not drafting him at 17. And I say this because I think it's important to say this. It's the 17th pick. This is not the NFL where a first-round pick, either 1 through 32, is crucial to hit on. 17th pick is like a third-round pick in the NBA. The Lakers, should they have drafted Cam and he failed, you still take that chance because that talent is too good. Now, NVIDIA is making a, a great point, and it's something I, I wanted to end it in a good note for the Lakers, too. The Lakers have been good at developing and picking really good players. But I think it's important that we discuss this now so that in a year or two, when we come back to it, there's receipts on it. We'll see if we're wrong. We'll see if we're right. Because Hood Shafino might be a very serviceable player, and it looks like he may, right? But I'm not talking about serviceable. I'm not. I'm talking about a steal. The Lakers had a chance to get a steal, a lottery pick, a high lottery pick, late in the teens. And... I'm not going to really talk about it anymore after this. I think I've I've gotten my fill on on the show in, in discussing this. We have enough footage here and enough, dis enough discussion to talk about it. Uh, and that's kind of where I'll let it go. Now, as far as the game, I didn't get a chance to see the entire game. I did see most of the second half, which is when the Lakers kind of took over and and and, and blew out the Hornets. And the Hornets, geez, I, I mean... Summer League or not, those, the Hornets are a just <laughs> they look bad. A franchise in shambles. I mean, they have no identity. They have no Joe, you have no idea how much live people were saying the same exact thing. It's not, it's just not, it's it's too obvious. It's too obvious 
at this point for anyone who, who has any inkling of basketball to not notice that this team passed on a surefire to get someone who will still probably be good, but you, why do you guys keep doing dumb things, okay? Michael Jordan, you can't blame Michael Jordan now. You can't blame Michael Jordan now. You are blaming Michael Jordan before, can't blame him now. You still made the mistake of not getting Scoot. Why? Because you thought maybe he was too close. You know, you know who did something like that in the past? Remember Portland, 1984? Portland did the same thing. Bobby Knight, when I was asked, who should we get? He said, get Michael Jordan. And then they said, but we need a center. And, my, and Bobby Knight said, put him at center. Guys, best player. This kind of coincides with what I've been talking about with Cam. Best player available. Best player available always in the NBA draft. Never veer off that. However, the Lakers tonight, or I should say today, uh, played their first kind of dominant game of summer league was nice seeing them do what they did and how about castleton guys i mean we're not we're not hiding from that we've been very impressed i mean gerald's sort of kind of been dogging him a little bit but oh he's still foul prone that's the yeah foul prone but when you only had four today you only had four well i'm gonna tell you this i am i have been impressed by castleton in the first few minutes i watched him play in, in game one Tonight, he had 21 points, 14 rebounds, hit all his free throws, and he did that all in 26 minutes. This guy this guy has massive potential in being a starting center in this league. He does a great job of looks, finding people, you know, the assists as far as his passing from, from the top of the, uh, the, the – right there at the free throw line where they set him up right there on, on the elbows. Really, really good at that. Like you said, his touch in the key is outstanding. He still has issues when he tries to drive it because you saw he got his shot majorly blocked because it took him like all day to go ahead and make that two-step move. And I talked about with you with Sean and also that turnaround, which, you know, you and I probably could have blocked the shot too. But when it comes to everything else, he's very smooth. And the vision he has is extremely high for someone and him playing with Hood Shafino, who also has a very good eye on it when it comes to his passing. Athletically, we've talked about the deficiencies there, but no one should question, you know, JHS and, and also Castleton, when it, right, Sean, when it comes to looking as far as seeing the floor, trying to hit guys and their passing ability. Absolutely excellent, Joe. You know, that I'm saying I'm right there. There are a lot of things you could take away. I'm just worried he not well at least as a rookie he won't be able to stay on the floor just because of you know the, the refs have got a target on his back. Yeah, it's the the, the target part is always going to be the case, especially with Nimrod refereeing like we have in the NBA. They just seem to pick on rookies, especially big rookies, for whatever reason. I don't know. I remember they they were doing that even to Dwight Howard when he was playing with us in 2020. It felt like every other time they were calling fouls on him. Zangerstein, I still the the shot outside of the free throw line he was trying it is shaky, uh, so I, he would have to work on his shot to be a full Marcus Saul type deal. But from the elbow in, really, really good, really good. I agree. Uh, Sean, any thoughts that continue on Castleton? Uh, I think Joe hit it right in the head with a lot of things. Like I said there's more good than bad right now, and I really think that even if you gave him a slot on on the Lakers roster. You know, I think that wouldn't be a, a bad deal at all. 
No, I agree, I agree Gerald, uh, 100%. Um, I also uh, love his maturation. His interview with uh, George Sedano was interesting. He just kept saying how they're adding a little bit to my plate every day, but it doesn't seem like it's overwhelming him. So it, 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 it's it, that, that's a plus that somebody who's obviously – um, getting into the right mindset of understanding uh, professionalism and, uh, you know, having a bad day doesn't necessarily mean that it carries over tomorrow. Um, you know, from a personal and professional standpoint, I've always had the philosophy that what happened today happened today and tomorrow's a new day. We move on. So it looks like all these kids have that same attitude as well because, They've all performed well, Gerald. From one game to the next, uh, Demoy Hodge has gotten better. Demoy Hodge to... really looked good, and, and I yeah. feel sorry for him because it looks like Joe. If you got a chance to check him out as well, Sean and I talked about him earlier when I was at the Thomas and Mac. He looked impressive, but his size—he's what six three. I yeah. think yeah, he would be. The, I think he's the smallest of the current Lakers or Lakers. <laughs> you know, any anything mm -hmm. relating to the Lakers right now. I think that size is going to work him out of the numbers game. I know a lot of people talked about Scottie Pippen Jr., but he's even smart. Uh, he's even shorter. Mm -hmm. So I think right now, Joe, uh, Demoy Hodge is someone that I think is going to find a place in the league. I'm just not sure if it's the Lakers because it might be a numbers game. It is a numbers game. There's too much. I guess it's so it's a, it's a good thing to have too much talent that you can't keep, uh, the Lakers have a championship run here that they need to focus on. Uh, if we can get a couple of young guys that can cover some ground during the year, cool. Uh, but they're not going to likely get a lot of playing time when it matters, obviously. Uh, th there are certain players in the draft that can come in as rookies and be pretty, pretty effective, but most of those guys are not mid-tier uh, picks, unless, of course, we're talking about Cam or something like that. Uh, but it'll be easy for Cam to kind of do his thing in Houston because they don't have anything over there. The Lakers uh, so far look like they it's it's work work as usual. They're they're, yeah. they're finding non-drafted players that are effective, and the draft picks that they have uh, are at least looking like NBA players at the very least. Likely guys that are going to make some ground uh, probably within the next year, not likely this coming year. Well, There's and. And thank oh, and and thank and thank good spaghetti monster or whatever deity you want to use about this new CBA for that second round exception rule, because if it, now it forces GMs who otherwise maybe are blithely unaware or ignorant that I can sign a player to oh a four year deal, Gerald, and I can exercise some. Uh, financial control yeah, but, over that but isn't asset. It curious? We don't know what Maxwell Lewis signed for. It's funny. He's the only second rounder that signed that we have no, absolutely no idea the details on. Is it curious that that's the case? Well, actually, they just released it. Oh, they just released it? I have not yeah, been made aware. Yeah, I, I included it in the email. Okay. Uh, you were correct, Gerald. Uh, the first two years are guaranteed. Okay. Uh, the third year is a partial guarantee of only a hundred K and the okay. fourth year is a team option. So, wow. Could have been doing this before. Yeah, really. 
Um, MX Lewis has his moments. Uh, he looked good. He looked smooth mm-hmm. today. Um, again, most of the Lakers, he, Max Christie was the only one really that was struggling. His and his first half, he was struggling. Second half, Joe, he 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 picked it up. And and you know, the thing that impressed me, as I told Sean, was not what you see out, out there on the court. The fact is, the kid was the first one to go up and start taking shots before the game. And he was the last one to shoot the shots after uh, before the game. And during halftime, he's the first one out there taking shots and the last one to take shots just before the third quarter. Those are the things that impress me about Christie. Those are the things that are going to get him ahead in this league. Well, what Christie did that was actually more impressive to me tonight or today than even the last two games was he knew he wasn't shooting well, yet he had four blocks and was rebounding. So he was creating things. His shot wasn't going down. He went to a secondary and a third option in, in being a effective player on a team ball. And he had the highest plus minus for the night on top of that. So the, the, the NBA, especially when it comes to scoring, we were, we had learned before that when, when your shot is, your shot isn't always going to fall. Your shot can go lame sometimes, but what, but the two things that you should never be able to uh, retract to or retract from is playing defense and being an effective team player. Those things should always be on point during a game because that's usually effort. So Christie is impressing and he's impressed this summer to the point where I'm pretty sure right now, everyone's looking to like, all right, when we get him in the training camp, if he shows what he showed in the summer, this is going to be a rotational player. And if Christie makes that corner three at a 35 to 38% clip, and he's going to play defense, get ready to watch Christie play 20 to 25 minutes a game. He actually didn't take most of his shots so far this summer from the corner. He's been taking it from the, uh, you know, the, the high elbow, right, Sean? And it's been looking yeah. really smooth in doing it. Yeah, yes. imagine, yeah, imagine it, it when has, you get that short corner, what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it has, Gerald. Um, it was a little short today, but he he more than made up for it with his moxie in the third quarter. He was distributing very well. He, had a, he did hit a three, so he was finding his rhythm again in the third quarter. But yeah, I'm I'm in uh, I'm in consensus agreement with Joe. I think you know the that backup uh, off guard position is right there for the taking. Max Christie's taking the ball; he's running with it. Um, it was nice to see him be more of a vocal leader now, Gerald. So um, he was a bit more, you know, I guess pa- uh, not passive is the right word, but just quieter. You know, it, it seems like now he's going to be more communicative out there and uh, be willing to be more assertive if he, he feels that uh, it's necessary. Because let's face it, Gerald, a lot of these young players, um, if they're looking to actually get better, would it would behoove them to look at the relationship that uh, Austin Reeves has, has formed with uh, LeBron. LeBron has been willing to defer and let Austin be a primary ball handler. And uh, it should uh, be an example to other young players that if you put in the work and con- and are constantly trying to improve yourself, 
greatness will notice and greatness will want you beside them. I'll tell you what, my friends, again, great victory for the Lakers earlier today. I'm looking forward to seeing more. They, their next game is on Wednesday. I know we're going to go through withdrawals until we see them once again. We had withdrawals just not being on the show. That's kind of scary indeed. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sorrow along with the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Truly appreciate everyone taking some time out of their day to go ahead and check us out. And again, truly appreciate everyone stopping by earlier today for our wrap-up report live from Summer League. I hope you got a chance to enjoy it. Again, apologies for me going through the concourse there, Sean. Oh, so funny because, Sean, I can't hear you. What? 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 I'm going along. Oh, there's Bobby Marks. You guys see Bobby Marks right there? Yeah, so that was probably that was me. So I, again, I apologize for that. But it is the Lakers fast break. So Joe, I ask you this: heading into what's the rest of summer league? Wednesday, Friday, but the Lakers keep winning. They would probably potentially play one or I think two more games, if that's the case. And they if because you know, they have the playoff tier system, if they keep on winning. Your thoughts on what the Lakers need to go ahead and continue to work on. There's a possibility, Max Christie. I was there with Stone, and we were thinking this might be the last we see of him in summer league. They might pull him, you know. And you know, why, do we, why, do you, why does everyone think that? I don't understand why we pull him. I, I the only thing I reason why I say that is just because of that. You know, when these kids are in their second year already. They, according to you know what we were told, we've seen already all we need to see. No, we haven't seen Jack squat. Okay. We need more. I want to see more. I, I do. Yeah, well, I want to see more. Get the mentality that you're going to play more. I don't want to hear this. We've seen enough, seen enough of what? Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, go ahead, Joe. I've... Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue into something today. I, I sent it to all, all, of, all of you on our, on our email chats. Jerry West, the great Jerry West. The, the word great doesn't add enough for Jerry West. There's another word that it should be that's bigger than great. But here's an 80-year-old man, in my opinion, the greatest executive in the history of sports. The Mr. Clutch, the guy that played basketball like he was playing for his life had probably one at in his 80s after all he's done had one of the baddest quotes I've ever heard in sports or in any life. Okay. For those of you who didn't read it or hear it, um, Jerry, and this is Jerry's quote, the word dog comes up a lot. Well, I was a wolf and I used to eat dogs. You do hear last night when Keontae George, who had the best rookie game so far with 33 points, he was playing. There was a situation, I think something funny, he was laughing, and, and Jerry West was right there. And Jerry West was like saying, what are you laughing about? You're here to play. You know, you're here to play. You're not here to laugh. And it just, it caught him off guard who said it. But once he realized who said it, it was like, you know, you have the ultimate and immediate respect for someone who did like that. Just that level of respect for Jerry West. So back to Max Christie. Enough of this. We've seen enough garbage. I want to stop saying this. I'm tired of this. We have not seen anything yet. Play. You're healthy. Play. 
more work, the better you get. Because then you're going to get a two to three, two, two to three month break here where you can get all the rest you want or whatever the hell is that people want. Play, play hard, play good, keep improving. I want Max Christie to go into training camp ready, ready to make a contribution. Because if he makes a contribution on this year's team coming up, it's a huge difference in the end. Look at Bruce Brown. Look what that guy did. Anybody talk about Bruce Brown before 2023? I didn't. I knew Denver was going to be good, but I didn't know Bruce Brown was going to be a X factor. What if Max Christie is an X factor? What if Max Christie is the guy making those shots that D'Angelo was missing in the Denver series? How much does that series change? I'll tell you where it would have changed. If the shots were going in in game two and game four late, the Lakers would have tied up the series. That's the difference. So it's important that our young players that are supposed to go to the next step be ready so they can be contributors in, in, in every way possible, whether it's to subsidize LeBron and AD, should they get injured, should they not play, and I'll back-to-back, or when it comes down to prime time, they're young, they have the energy, they have a whole regular season that they were able to prepare, and now they're going to the playoffs, and it comes out as, as something that, that helps the team. So that's going to be important. This is going to be important to make sure the run is there, the run, keep running, keep running, keep running. If you get hurt, so be it. This is people are getting hurt whether they play or not. Just play. I'd rather play and get hurt than be scared to play and get hurt. I mean, that's that's something I grew up hearing all the time. Don't play hurt. Don't think you're gonna get hurt or you will. That's it. That's it. On that subject, yes. Okay. I think I've I've made my point. I don't wanna keep 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 going at it here sean just stop telling me that max christie needs to go i mean just let him play let him finish out the damn freaking tournament so we can see what he's about more that's it he's made two clear points please take a note of that yes okay take a note of it take a note of it so so you understand if you didn't understand before we don't like we don't like pansies on this show no we don't okay Okay. we're sick of we're sick of this we're sick of this soft ass bs that we have to hear every freaking day everywhere we go no more no more we're going to be the bullhorn that reverses that if we should get a bigger audience we will get a big you always tell me we are going to get a bigger audience we have he's been right yes absolutely improving right time and time again yes once again it is the lakers fast break it is joe sorrow aka 1947 along with the magic man from Toronto. You just can't get out of Toronto traffic unless it's to join us for another show. These guys wanted a show, so you got a show right here, wrapping up the day in Summer League, plus also as well what's going on with the Lakers, and a health update from Rob Palenka. So I ask you guys, the latest according to ESPN.com, the latest news when you go, go there, I posted on the Facebook page for Lakers Fast Break. The Lakers, Rob says he feels good about the health of stars LeBron James and Anthony Davis when, when speaking about it. So Rob is you know, saying, okay, so everything's good about the offseason and treatment that AD and LeBron are getting. All the reports have been good around both those injuries in terms of the guys being able to move past them. 
So your thoughts on this when it when it comes to LeBron and AD, Sean, you're seeing the things that sounds good, or is it just GM speak that you're just really going to pass off? We really don't know the story, or are you encouraged by what Rob had to say? Uh, you know what, Gerald? Uh, a little from column A, a little from column B. I think it's like 75% GM talk, and then uh, tw- 25, 30% of him actually believing what he's saying. Um, for the most part, I think, uh, you know, these guys have, you know, around two years to cover their asses if they do, if they do uh, mess up a draft for the most part. But like you said, um, oftentimes what they're doing is either trying to get ahead of either a pick that was questionable or are just sitting on their, their curds and way, just waiting for their, uh, <laughs> their, I, feel, um, I feel like a spider. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for their pick to pop and uh, just chiding the media saying, see, see, see. Um, I think ultimately it co- just comes down to him just, uh, you know, if he, if he wants to wave the pom-poms, uh, go for it. You know, I would say Rob did a very good job so far in this offseason. Uh, I think there's just one more move to be made. And, uh, you know, if he makes that, Gerald, I think, you know, he checked off all the boxes this summer as far as what he needed to do. I will say, though, the rumors on that, and we'll get back to JHS. Please don't let me leave before JHS. And telling you guys a funny Summer League story on the way out. But before we do, Joe, I want to go ahead and ask you in regards to that, you know, there's still the over, it's like hovering a cloud. We still need a spot, that at least one spot left. We actually have two open spots, but we're told by most sources that it's only going to be one spot that's filled up and it's supposed to be for a big man. Christian Wood, his name is still out there. These other guys keep getting zip, 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 zip. Even Paul Reed got his his contract matched, and Philadelphia is keeping him uh, instead of the offer sheet that he took. There is still one name that's out there, and no, it's not Omar Yurt Seven. It is Christian Wood. It is not Tristan Thompson. It is not uh, who, who name your Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee or anything like that. It is Christian Wood that is the uh, fancy of a lot of Lakers' eyes. And for me, a Lakers fan, I am hopeful that the team can get Christian Wood. I understand he is uh, at sometimes putrid on defense, but the things he gives you, Joe, I think could really help this team offset by the defense that AD plays. Your thoughts, my friend, on Christian Wood still. According to the rumors and according to the stuff I heard today, the scuttlebutt at Summer League today, a lot of people are thinking he's leaning the way of the Lakers. He would go to the LA Lakers if no one gives him the money he wants. That'd be the best spot to bet on bet on himself to get a contract for next year. Defensively, he would be a massive liability, similar to a Thomas Bryant in terms of his inability to play defense. But his offensive game is very, very consistent. And it's something that would help the Lakers tremendously when AD's not playing. And that's really the big part with AD. If AD's playing and he's got him there, I think we're good on defense because AD can somewhat clean up a little bit easier when he's got a, a big behind him versus having to guard a bunch of 
fast guards. Uh, and then, of course, when AD is sitting, Wood can help out with the offense when they're sustaining a lead, whatever. Because that's that was the issue with AD leaving, is the defense dropped so much that he, he really could never relax. And even when he was in the game, he couldn't really relax because he kind of had to hover uh, not only with his guy, but other guys. And he was never able really to be comfortable. So even if the defense is a liability when he's out, at least you can somewhat play offensive back and forth with Wood instead of having someone like Thomas Bryant, who you're, you're just, you're not, he's not a guy that's going to be shooting 40% from three or anything like you can't open the lane up. You can't do that. You can't allow, Le you can't have LeBron when it's LeBron's in there and 80s sit, you can't open up the, the, the lane for him. They, uh, they would, the, the, so the Lakers would likely have the best bench in the NBA. If, if, uh, they would have the best bench in the NBA, uh, you know, in regards to when it comes to what we're seeing, though, with uh, when it comes to trying to find a spot for Christian Wood. I know Thomas Bryant, again, he, he's playing on the Heat. That's the thing. If Christian Wood goes to the Heat, he's fighting for minutes with, with Thomas Bryant. Here he's fighting with Laker Tom's uh, a new brand new stretch five. And I cannot believe, you know, the, the Laker Holics episode in question that I had to take down, which I will be putting back up without the questionable content here in the coming hours. Uh, and again, I apologize for what was said on that show, but, and then, and one of the things he did say was, you know, Jackson Hayes becoming a stretch five, I think is just, that's a stretch. So having Christian Wood there, Sean, I think would put a lot of people at ease about somebody big guy able to rebound, able to block shots if he devotes himself a little bit more on the defensive end, who can stretch it out and actually shoot and hit three pointers, unlike Jackson Hayes, who in theory thinks he might be able to hit him. Yeah, in theory, but we know Christian Wood can actually do it. So, um, but you know, Gerald, I I, I just think if if they need to divvy up the backup center minutes between two or three guys, like if it's a constant uh, revolving door of somebody like Christian Wood, and then you then you have Colin and or Jackson um, filling in the the gaps there, I think that can work too. Um, but you I just do. don't want to – starting Rui is a concern for me. I just think it's so yeah. much more advantageous to have Rui coming off the bench. I may be wrong on that assessment, but, you know, I just – he did so well in the playoffs coming off the bench and giving you what you need. I really don't want to deter from that if you're asking him to do 30, 35 minutes as a starting, uh, you know, power forward. I really think Christian Wood would be a much better choice. I agree. I agree 100%. Not not only that, starting wood actually creates a lot of balance, like complete balance. Because, you, again, you would be able to substitute him for either uh, a defender, a 3 and D, or you would able to substitute him and go bigger, depending on the matchups. But yeah. he, he, he is able to elevate this team's bench play and... 
be a secondary or tertiary score because remember one of <clears throat> one of the reasons the Lakers were able to acquire Gabe Vincent was because they promised Gabe that there will be nights where LeBron's going to sit or LeBron's tired or him and AD are tired and somebody's going to need to pick up the slack and that's why he's there. And then you add in an Austin Reeves. If you added in a Christian Wood on top of that, you would have a lot of cushioning as far as secondary and tertiary scores, Gerald. It would be very advantageous. Absolutely, indeed. Uh, you know, I just think, though, that Christian Wood is probably the best option right now, Joe. I really think that he fits so many things that the Lakers can do well. And if he... Okay, the theory of Christian Wood is so much better than the theory of Mo Bamba because I think that even if his defense is as bad as advertised, he can still do enough things in a lot of games during the season. I'm not sure about the playoffs. Okay, let's let's differentiate this for a second. When it comes to the playoffs, AD is going to play a predominant amount of minutes of the five. But what Christian Wood can do for you, Joe, as a forward center covering a lot of the ground, especially when AD's out of the lineup, he can do a lot of good things for you that might still win you some games. Yeah, your beggars can't be choosers. He's the exactly. best. He's the best available big right now who actually has a skill set that the Lakers actually need. Uh, I'm not expecting I'm not expecting him to be uh, Dwight Howard, even close to that. So, you know, that's it. There's, there's nothing else to discuss other than we need a center, and this guy could actually start. He is a starting center in the NBA. The Lakers need a center. And, um, I mean, I, Long Duck has a great, and thank you for subscribing, Long Duck. Long Duck has a great suggestion, you know, Sean, when it comes to, when it comes to Bismack Biombo, but on the defensive end, it's great. It's just like the, it's like the antithesis of what we're seeing with Christian Wood. Super good on the defensive end, can rebound, block shots, but, Man, those free throws. I, I just don't want any more poor free throwers on this team. Yeah. I, I just, you know, see, at the, the, getting over the Shaq years, Shaq did so much to overcome those bad free throwing. But the thing is, if you don't have the game that Shaq does, you can't overcome bad free throwing. Uh, no, you can't, Gerald. And, and we found out we, um, we shot uh, 100% in two games from the from the line one was against memphis and one was against the warriors um we needed we needed all those points um and they proved to be crucial you have to make your free throws I, i'm with you gerald if you look at this uh, if you look at the box score everybody else made their free throws but jhs he needs to work on a man because we can't leave points off the board anymore gerald just by missing free throws yeah and that's the thing that's the key you and i know sean and joe as well how many more free throws did the lakers take than anybody else we were number one but um by by uh like i think the different i think number there was a bigger difference between number two to number 10 gerald than there was from two to one Again, it, it's That's just how huge that, the disparity was. And the way to make those disparity is that the Lakers make those free throws. You need people in there that can shoot those free throws. Joe, do you concur with us? I mean, I just think that 
Christian Wood over Bismack Biombo or any defensive mind descender that is porous in so many other assets will probably be our best, especially if AD is healthy and he's able to offset many of the defensive miscues and woes that Christian Wood has. It's likely going to be either Wood or Biombo in my from what I'm seeing. So you either got the guy that can play offense or the guy that can play somewhat defense and this whole Biombo isn't getting the ball late in games where he's going to have to hit free throws. And I don't like bad free throw shooters. It does kind of take the wind out of your sails. And the Lakers won. Uh, I, I, I truly believe the Lakers won the Golden State Warriors series because of their free throw shooting, how yeah. good they were shooting. LeBron, I had, not, I had never seen LeBron shoot free throws as well as he did towards the end of the year. He was amazing. And AD found his 2020 free throw stroke because he was struggling for, what, two years at the free throw line? You make your free throws, you make your life much easier. Those games that you lose late when you have leads or in overtime, it's, you know, the one, two free throws that go in can make a difference. Yeah, I mean, the the, the best example for that for from this season, Gerald, was uh, when we found ourselves in Philly. Um that game shouldn't have even been close if we were just hitting our free throws. It wouldn't have gone in overtime. The Lakers would have walked away with at least a, a 12-point victory. I did want to mention that Bull Bull, I think, I don't know, he hasn't been officially signed, but Woj and Shams reported that he is heavily leaning towards Phoenix. I wanted to make that uh, everywhere. I know that the Bull Bull thing was hot for like a day, but unfortunately it looks like he's going to be heading to Phoenix which I think is a good get for them. Uh, before we get to JHS and my funny story on the way out, my guy, my friends, what do you think about Phoenix has done? I mean, I think Phoenix, for what limited resources they had, Sean, I think they've really done a nice job, and they are a very formidable team. If those three stay upright, they're big three. Yeah, they are, Gerald. Um, I know Jamie uh, disagreed with me kind of a bit strongly yeah, he said yesterday. That, he said that on that that show as well, the Lakerholic show. You're, yeah. You're However, I, I will say this. I mean, yeah, they they might have lost Jock Lendell, but like you said, Gerald, that's another player that the Houston Rockets decided to overpay. I think replacing him with Drew Eubanks. Uh, and you that's guys, really you guys cool. got me. I was taken aback. Not only was the NBA's worst contract to Dylan Brooks signed four years 80, but it was increased to 86 with the possibility of going from four years, four years to 90 with incentives. I was like, sure. try and make that, try and make sense of that. You're, you're, you're willing to give this person more of your money and they're not worth more of your money, but you've just allowed them to grease you. Absolutely stupid. I I would have left that open. And again, you have until the start of the season to get to the 90% cap, Joe. Absolutely just insane what they're giving to Dylan Brooks. And the fact is, we, you and I saw, you're watching the Houston-Detroit game, Joe. You see all that young talent at the wings. And if you've got Dylan Brooks hogging up with his poor attitude, uh, he is a good defender. And he's chucking up threes. And he's at a really bad percentage. Joe, that's not good, man. That's not a good way to run your young organization. You're on mute. You can thank the players signing this particular CBA, the, the need to 
get up to 90% of the, the salary cap in order to qualify um, for whatever stipulations they need to qualify for. Or maybe you, you may Yudoka sees something in him that he can get him out, get him out of. I don't know. Uh, we'll, I certainly we'll, hope so. Year. We're, yes, we're, we'll find that out. As far as Phoenix, Phoenix uh, on paper looks great. Because they actually have an eight-man rotation now. That right. If but it works. You got Eubanks, Payne, and Yuda off the bench, which, uh, you know what? That's pretty decent, Gerald. That's a lot better than what they had uh, I'm gonna, this past playoffs. I'm going to so. remind, remind some of those who don't remember. Uh, in 2018, I mean, again, what ifs are what ifs, but it's good to talk about it on a show like this. Even with Durant, even with Steph still in the prime, even with Clay, this is before his injury, even with Draymond Green, the Golden State Warriors in 2018 against the Houston Rockets, led by Chris Paul and James Harden in his prime, were likely an injury, a non-injury CP3 away from losing. And why I bring that up is Kevin Durant has a, he's, he's missing something. He was even missing something before, right? It made it much easier for him not to worry as much because he had just an arsenal at the right time and he had enough guys to, no one could double anybody on that team. Let's just put it that way. But even in that series, they were one game away from getting bounced. Heck, even in 2016, they almost got bounced by OKC. And so this is constant, like, even though Durant was on the other side, but that's the point. You couldn't close it out. So you also have Devin Booker, who is a mental midget in these big games or big series. If Durant doesn't get off from wherever his head is, which he hasn't since 2018, really, um, Devin Brooker needs to stop being a whiny, you know what? Bradley Beal has never shown any kind of issues in terms of mental things. So I think that's a positive for Phoenix. And then of course you got DeAndre Ayton, who's who's the cowardly lion. Can Frank Vogel give him the the heart, right? Can, can he give him the heart? He's a cowardly lion. He turned into a pumpkin last year, worse than any pumpkin I've seen last year anyways. So if these guys are mentally about it, sure, I think they have a very good chance of going all the way, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in this kind of setup. Durant is, is, is the number one guy here, somewhat with Devin Booker, right? Bradley Beal is going to be the perfect two, three guy, and then you have DeAndre Aiden, which – I'm still waiting to see if that guy stays a son before the end of the season. Don't 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 book that into don't book that until probably the deadline. Uh, that might there might be something there where they might have to move him, especially if they start out like five and fifteen or some weird record like that. I think DeAndre Aiden is the first guy to get bounced. Well, remember they have until the trading deadline, Joe, to go ahead and and trade him for assets uh, before it hits their cap. Uh, and if that's especially for for they go into the sacred apron, I would still look strongly into that. If he Magic Man, I agree with Joe. If 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 DeAndre Ayton kind of struggles or he kind of gives you the eh, the normal what he's been doing, like 12, 8, 14, 10, good numbers, 
not great numbers, not the number one pick overall in the draft numbers. I think they have to consider moving him for assets that would help them even more. Yeah, Gerald, they they would. And obviously the um, the, the one uh, big center to keep in mind here with any team in the Western Conference uh, would be Miles Turner. I think um, I think if the it it's just depending unless on, Joel Embiid wants out, unless you, I mean, if that happens, Gerald, uh, you want to talk about uh, uh, an asteroid hitting the Earth? Um, That's that the would, next one to fall. Because that would be a good one. Actually, I, I still say it's Trey Young. It would be. It would be because Trey Young doesn't play defense. Trey Young does not. I mean, he's a superstar in name, but Sean, I, I can see why Joe, but Sean, correct me if I'm wrong. He's not someone like if Joel Embiid goes on there, everybody freaks out. Trey Young goes on there. So, oh, good. Everybody's going to be good like that, but they know his limitations. Mm-hmm. If Embiid goes on the marketplace. Yeah. He's, he's commanding a high dollar. A hundred percent, Gerald. You're going to have about um, 25, 25 NBA teams just lining up, waiting outside the door. What do you want? Yep. What do you want? He's called, and he's calling the shots too. Joel and he is. is going wherever he wants. He is. He is, and I think that's uh, that's got to be making Maury very nervous as well, Gerald. Is that now? Now he's got two guys who are going to decide their own future. Now, maybe Maury, Maury waits because he doesn't want to get a bag of peanuts and uh, some basketball nets from uh, the LA Clippers for James Harden, nor should he. Um, so he might wait on that one. But if Embiid's watching all this crap drilled, and you're right, he walks into the office and says, yeah, you know what? I want to be treated too. All hell, all hell's gonna break loose. Uh, Kurt brings up a good point. What would his trade value even be? I mean, because this whole league has been so askewed by that Rudy Gobert trade, mm-hmm. and also the Dejounte Murray trade didn't help matters either. Those were major overpays on each of those accounts, and uh, I don't know, Joe. It's just tough. It'd be tough to evaluate now what this new because right now there's still even trading Dame Lillard or James Harden has been tough enough. Just think if Joel Embiid decides he wants to go ahead and be traded. I think Joel would want to go to Miami too. Let's all go to Miami. Yeah, if if that was if that was a demand. The issue is, I've been I've been trying to run a, a realistic trade somewhere. The only one that. There is no. <laughs> there isn't really. I mean, I think I, I I figured okay, Philly would probably want to talk to Minnesota to get Cat because I think Cat is the third guy, maybe the second during the year. I still have Trey Young not finishing in Atlanta. I have I have a feeling there's something that Quinn Snyder's going to do his thing, and if Trey doesn't like Quinn now, that'll be it. They'll be like, look, we've gotten you three coaches. We're done with you. Go I tri- think I think the the big the big motivation and the big selling point with MB drilled is his contract. He recently negotiated an extension, and that extension is long. He's he's still under cap a contract for three more years plus an option for himself and his team. That's a really good deal. 
and it'd be hard to pass it up. I, I realize what everybody's saying, and I, I've heard that situation as well, that the the Gobert trade kind of um, took the sales and took the, the, the piss, so to speak, out of uh, GM's willingness to take a chance, so to speak, because everybody saw what taking the piss out of your team can look like, and I don't think anybody wants to copy what the Minnesota Timberwolves did last summer. If, if 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 Embiid says he wants to be traded and the realistic destination with a package that would make sense for Philly would actually be Phoenix. It would have to include Devin Booker, though. De- DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, and whatever filler that needs to be in there, whatever draft picks that need to be in there. And probably Therese, how, about, how about this? Booker and Ayton for Maxi and Embiid. I don't think they want to get rid of Maxi. I think they keep back. They keep Maxi with. Yeah, I, I heard uh, Brian Windhorst. So yeah, Le- even a twenty-five-year-old LeBron, we're not going to trade. You know, give me a break. Give me a break. Maxi's good, but he's. What is not wrong good. with that guy? Has he he's gone? Awful. Has he he's since, awful. ever since LeBron went to LA? He like went bananas. His brain went to mush. He's absolutely awful at a hoop collective. At a, what a happened? Like, does anybody ask him, like, hey, dude, what is your deal? Like, you were. It, 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 you know, it's funny. It used to be, you know, once or twice, Tim Bontemps would have to correct him during a podcast. It sounds and now like it's 10 times. Pro- yes, Gerald. Yes, Gerald picked up on that. It's almost as if Bontemps has to interrupt Someone needs him to ask him. At least Someone needs to ask time. him. At what happened to you? Conversation. Yeah. What happened to you when LeBron went to L.A.? Ever since LeBron went to LA, your brain isn't working. I mean, did they did the did, did the air change in LA? Did the smog mess you up? Or did you go national too much? Because a lot of these guys are better as regional guys. They shouldn't be on national TV. I mean, they ESPN puts anyone and anyone that fits a uh the fills in the box these days. Brian, Brian Windhorst is a Cox cable kind of guy he's not you have to remind me that i have them that's what that's what's powering us right now really cox there's nothing hey i'm not putting down cox cable it's like two internet monopolized there's either that or frontier that's it there's no no other internet anymore every time i see my bill but anyways uh if mb (laughs) desires to go ahead and have a trade yes you can you can expect a huge demand from teams all over trying to go ahead and bid for his services. He's just such an outstanding player and he's 29. So he's, you know, entering on the, you know, how much of the tail end of his career he does he have left because, you know, the injuries that he had earlier in his career, we'll wait and see. We'll wait yeah. And see. We'll wait and see drill. But I think, I think, you know, that contract he, he just extended, uh, he, he's can be a free agent at the age of 32. I think that would kind of be the tail end, Gerald. I think okay. you're right. We're kind of entering the middle of his prime. And by the the time he's 32, 33, we're going to be on the way down a little bit. It just depends I, on his back. His if, I back was Embiid, is, if I was Embiid, but I don't think the, the Sixers do this. If I'm Embiid, I go, I want to go to Boston. <laughs> Boston would have to trade Jalen Brown. And, a pack and Porzingis. And Porzingis. Porzingis for him. And then you have Tatum and Embiid. Likely those two together probably end up going to the finals. I don't think they'd win if they played a really good West team, 
but that team becomes formidable. But you also have to understand, guys, Embiid is not the healthiest guy in the world. That's what we were saying. Nine, but his body's probably closer to like 32. Those so, back injuries. May, and, may. and don't forget, don't forget, this guy is about himself. Now, most NBA players are about themselves, but he's really about himself. He cares about MVPs. He's the perfect player for a Daryl Morey team. Daryl Morey talked more about James Harden not getting MVPs in Houston than winning games that matter. You have to understand, these guys, and this is the kind of stuff that Brian Windhorst needs to start talking. He wants to get good again. Talk about real stuff. Talk about real stuff, guys. If you talk about real stuff, or are you worried about your job? Or are you worried about getting fired? Is that what it is? We can't criticize players anymore because it's going to hurt their feelings? You know, this world is 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 a lot of people here are tired they're tired of the of, of just the butt hurt nonsense that keeps coming up left and right and everything we say everything we do has to have some kind of backdoor meaning when it doesn't context you know what context means for those of you who don't know what that means go read it in the dictionary context understand what that word means before you start crying like Ben Simmons. You got it? See, I almost insulted little girls again, but this time I caught myself. So we're talking about you're not doing something. You are a professional. You are paid $40 million, 35, 45. Some of these guys are making 60. And you don't want to get criticized when you're not doing what you're supposed to do? Who the hell are you? Then don't take that money. Then go be a veteran minimum player and go play. Go play in uh, I don't know Minnesota. Then you won't get. No one will even know you're there. <laughs> enough. Enough of this. You, you criticized and then we praise them too. We praise them when they do things right. It's a give and take. Show us why. Show us why your MVP. MVPs win championships. That's what a true MVP is. Just because you get that trophy doesn't mean anything. It's like an Oscar. Look, Al Pacino, we've talked about this. Al Pacino. Al Pacino has one Oscar. One. Just like Kobe has one MVP, Shaq has one MVP. You should be ashamed of yourself. The people who have the voting in those processes should all be fired. They have should... plenty of kids, though. What? He's got plenty of kids, though. Just had one. <laughs> I totally threw you off with that. It worked. It worked. I'm kidding. No, you, you don't, no one throws me off. I kind of look like it. There, there's there's no sense in commenting on, on that. Okay, fair enough. Then it's going to go somewhere else, and I'm going to drop down some knowledge, and then everybody's going to go, oh, Joe, oh. Oh, and then Gerald is going to get his manifestation email of apologies. Do you really want to go there? I've had to apologize for you before in public. Don't apologize. You know, no one has to apologize for me. Oh, I did. I'm a grown ass man. No one needs to apologize for me. Do you me. remember Twitter? I, I did. And, and, and I'm going to take another Al Pacino line. Okay. I, I say what I, I say. I do what I do and I mean what I say. Great ass. Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you say that too. <laughs> We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.
Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Gerald Glasser along with Joe Soro and Magic Man Sean Grice. Joe Soro seems to be intent on tonight putting us into the ground forever as a channel, but we're going to go ahead and stay strong <laughs> indeed. <laughs> it is Bring the Lakers. It. It is the Lakers. We truly appreciate everyone out there. Cannot thank you enough for supporting us. If you've not subscribed, please subscribe to go ahead and get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. Before I tell you amusing story, before I head on out at Summer League, I want to go ahead over JHS. I saved him for last. Jalen Hutchins-Shavino, 5 of 10 today, Sean. 15 points, 5 assists. Actually, was 2 of 2 from behind the arc. I, I don't. Were they his first two that he made from summer league, or did he make one in that first game? No, I don't Gerald. He was he was over. He was over ten at that okay. point. Okay, so these were his first two. You know, he looked more comfortable. His vision, you can see with his passing, looked really good. Still not able to get by anybody, but he's able to utilize the pick and roll effectively to get him in certain spots where he feels more comfortable defensively he looked a little bit more competitive today maybe it was against because he was what you know the individuals he was against and we've talked about how bad charlotte is as a team but he looked a little bit better there your thoughts on jhs after a positive performance from today what can he take of it take out of it and most importantly what can we take out of it as well uh yeah you know gerald i love what uh what he had to say at the the end of the game he said uh you know, as a point guard, his job is to is primarily to make sure that everybody is involved first. So he he makes it a point. He said that he wants uh, all other of the four guys on the floor to be able to touch the ball, and uh, he he encourages everybody to make the extra pass rather than um, try and make something on your own. So I think that you know. From that standpoint, he's got uh, a lot of those leadership tools you're looking for. And again, like you said, Gerald, the outside shot, uh, you know, he's got to work on that a lot. He's got to put a lot of work into that. So I'm hoping he just focuses on uh, what he does best. And um, Gerald, I think, you know, it, it, it goes to uh, learning learning on, on the fly here. Um, you've got Gabe Vincent. You've got Austin Reeves, who are probably uh, two of the four or five best guards at uh, using angles to their advantage, uh, especially on pick and rolls, which I think um, it, it's good to have somebody like JHS watch them do that because those were his strengths would lie from as well. Um, I, I think everybody just needs to kind of, just temper their expectations about JHS. He's a rookie. He's going to look like a rookie most of the time. Hopefully he improves. And he played really well, Gerald. And you're right. He looked comfortable and relaxed. And he said, you know, maybe it was just uh, nerves those first couple of nights. So uh, onward and upward with JHS. Your thoughts, Joe, on this? Again, we talked about Cam Whitmore. We still prefer Cam Whitmore. Uh, well, actually, no, wait. Let me, before I get you back on this, you keep saying in the chat, you didn't say it out loud, 
Again, I caught you, Magic Man, in the chat saying that you are not as sold on Cam Whitmore as Joe and I. Your thoughts on why you think you think he's like an OG Anthony Randolph. I remember it now. I remember. I saw him in the chat. You thought you could get it by me. Your thoughts on why you're not sold on Cam Whitmore above JHS. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just Switzerland right now with him, Gerald. I, I understand the the talent was there. Um but I'm I'm a little hesitant to to understand the um <clears throat> the rationale about, you know, there were there was whispers about uh, you know, his college coach not really uh taking it up for him or defending him vehemently enough with uh, executives who uh, had questions about him and Obviously, the injury um, concerns are there. I just think it's a case where you know his his ceiling is is like you know a scoring OG and an OB. I think his floor would be somewhere like an Anthony Randolph. I'm just not sold on him yet, Gerald. I I think that injury concern is is legitimate, and you know he he looks. The the other night he did score sixteen points, but took him thirteen shots. So I, I'm just saying, I don't think he's he's as efficient a player as those think he is. Again, uh, as Oscar pointed out, the the inference, uh, Jovan Buha and others are pointing that po- the possibility was medicals. Joey looked fine to me today. That's for sure. You have a six foot seven, two hundred forty pound athletic freak who looks like a pro already. Even if he doesn't work out, you still risk at seventeen. That's the discussion. I can understand the top five picks; they have to go the way it went. I can even understand the five to ten, but anyone after ten should have picked up Cam Whitmore, and the Lakers should have picked him up. Because Cam Whitmore, if he's not injured, playing with LeBron, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Davis, doesn't have to be an efficient player. He just needs to be that guy that you can sick on somebody and let him use his athleticism, especially his rookie season. That is the issue. Plus, you have a guy that's got a lot of a chip on his shoulder now. A guy that massive and that athletic, you if you gas him up. Ooh, that could be something good, even if he's not, even if he's having foul trouble or he gets into foul trouble, he's too aggressive. You know, you can, he can learn how to temper that down. Um, At this point. Well, he's, he's, he's got the right kind of personnel around him because he's also not a good facilitator. So. Yeah. He's not going to be the guy that can initiate or run a team. He's not going to be a, number one but a number two maybe or a three yes for us he would have been a number four number five which would have been perfect but i'm i'm, I'm bringing this up and i'm over analyzing it now because i want to make sure that it's on it's in the books that we 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 have a feeling that this might have been a mistake as far as as far as uh hood shafino hood shafino is a professional that is admired for his professionalism and the fact that he might have a skill set that would be beneficial in the future. Beneficial in the sense of being a good role player. And 
I guess that's okay. I guess that's okay. I'm 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 sure there's going to be some value there, and the Lakers have had a track record of being able to pick good role players and good guys that that kind of complement their stars. So I get it. I get it. But we're just not going to get a chance to see that right now, uh, and that's kind of where I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, I think I've I've discussed this enough. Uh, but I'm I'm watching Cam Cam Whitmore. Uh, I feel like my instincts keep going there. I want to see what this guy's about because I just hope it's not. I hope it's not. A, I'm hoping it's not a mistake. But if that if it's if it's a mistake or if it's not a mistake, that means he went AWOL, which is probably why his college coach didn't want to talk much about him. I guess coming in. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you joining us on a special edition, wrapping up the day at the Summer League, plus also as well talking about the health of LeBron and AD and some great points indeed. We'll be back tomorrow night uh, for another great show. Before we head on out, Magic Man, uh, you know, some great thoughts from Summer League. You know, what have your observations been overall on Summer League so far? Uh, yeah, you know, Gerald, um, I, I, I enjoy it. I'm, I, I've been actually thoroughly enjoying Summer League more and more since um, uh, we uh, delved deep into it as Laker fans ourselves um, during the mid-20,000s uh, there, 15, 16, 17. That's when uh, Laker fans really uh, dug their teeth into it. So I really enjoy it. Um, That's when I could have gotten really good seats, when I yeah. did get really good seats. So what's, what's fantastic to me, Gerald, is you're seeing a lot, a lot more in the NBA now as opposed to catching up to the other sports as it relates to uh, you know, undrafted players or players that are diamonds in the rough kind of showing themselves and being able to uh, have a platform like Summer League to showcase your skills. And I think it's great. It's fantastic. Um, and as we've seen, uh, a lot of the second-year players gain a lot of confidence as well. Um, so it, it, it just, it's a great, it's a great time for the league. Uh, I think they could do a little bit more to advertise it more nationally, but as we know, um, you know, ba basketball in the summer can be a little fickle with, with other things going on, but I think it's great. Um, and onward and upward. I will say though, Joe, that magic man was putting it out there. He talked to me about it earlier today in our brief conversation we had earlier. And again, I appreciate Magic Man for taking the time to go ahead and start the the stream and uh, did a great job of hosting it earlier. But one of the things Magic Man was talking about was the NBA Cup that was officially announced as far as the groups and a whole lot of fanfare this weekend at NBA Con, which I think, by the way, NBA Con, uh, you know, at the Mandalay Bay, it seemed like a great experience. Again, LakerCon, I'm just throwing it out there for everyone. We should work on it. But before we go ahead and, and head on out, Joe, I want to hear your thoughts on this NBA Cup. You see the Lakers. What are they? Which group are they in, my friend? You mentioned it earlier. Yeah, so the Lakers find themselves in West Group A, Gerald. So they're with the Phoenix Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Utah Jazz. So you see how much I care. I actually retained all that from earlier, what he was saying. But then again, I heard it in 100-degree heat, so I'm sorry about that, Sean. I want to ask you this, though, Joe. I had said, though, the thing I said in response to that, I said, you're going to see some teams 
going ahead and resting some players, doing that beloved by you player management, the load management type deal. I have a feeling that some of these teams are actually not going to even care, especially if it leads to them playing an extra game that doesn't count where you could potentially get hurt. Your thoughts on this after hearing the announcement of what cut, what group the Lakers are in. Do you think some of these higher ranked teams with that already have good records, let's say they go into it, what, uh, 20 and uh, 25 and 10 or 25 and 15 heading into it, whatever the record is. Let's say they have a good record. They're near the top of the Western or Eastern conference. Do you think those teams are actually going to try, or are they going to try to get out as fast as they can? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm tired of talking about things I don't like. Uh, it seems like every sports league just keeps doing more and more stupid things for money. Yeah, I get it. You make more money, but it's stupid. It's a stupid idea. I don't care how much money you make, but they don't care. They want to make their money. They want to keep getting them gambling, the degenerate gamblers doing what they do. And I keep hearing that they care about player health, yet they, they're adding more games now. We have more play-in games. It's like, dude, there's a couple easy solutions you can put together. Why don't you just do it? Lessen the travel. Lessen the mother effing travel, and you'll be able to help your players better. If you are that greedy, you don't want to lower. I don't like the idea of lowering the games from 82 to 74 because then the the, the, the records become a problem, right? So I get that. And, of course, the uh, owners aren't making the, the same money, right? Well, but- Moda's, Moda's actually has a point. He's on the opposite side. He says competitive basketball in late November, early December. Who doesn't like that? Mm-hmm. Called us weirdos, but, you know, it, it, it's meant in good fun. I just say it right there. I don't think these guys will take it seriously. No one That's likes it because no one's like- playing. Because everyone's taking – you got you, – Kawhi Leonard takes three weeks off. Of course, no one's going to watch November basketball because the stars aren't playing. This is a star-driven league. Stars are supposed to play every game because that's why people go and want to watch Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and these guys. But they don't care. And really, it started from Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich started this whole damn disaster, and it's 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 never it's never gotten fixed. Okay, we're gonna make you play 65, 70 games now to to, to accept awards. Do these guys give a crap about awards? Except for Joel Embiid, we're gonna find out this year. It cost it cost Anthony Davis a rebounding title. Not playing enough games. Mm-hmm. Does he care? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I'm tired of talking about. I just want to focus on the games and playoffs. I'm tired of mediocrity. I just feel like we just keep championing mediocrity over and over and over again and i'm drained i'm drained and on top of that we have to talk about those people who have a bullhorn that that for what that they don't like something now they have to go ben simmons everything that they 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 touch it's just it's exhausting it's exhausting talking about schlep rocks i don't want to talk about and adam adam silver is just getting worse and worse i i love adam silver he came in with guns a blazing as, as commissioner and he was doing such good things. And this last few years has just been absolutely horrendous. Just absolutely horrendous. I don't want to, I don't want to watch 85 games. I, playing is, is a regular season game. It's and, not a- and, and you know what? I, I, I can kind of understand that the machinations working here, Gerald, as to why you want to open up the season with a tournament like this. 
to draw more in, to draw more uh, eyeballs to the league, you know, in the uh, uh, middle of October, November, rather than Christmas. However, I think they're going to find that it, it that's not going to go over as well as they think it will. And, you know, if they really want something like this to work, you should try and slot it in between, you know, Christmas Day and the All-Star break. That would be the most advantageous time to try and run something like this rather than this weird situation at the beginning of the season. And they're just trying, you know, you and I both know why they're doing it then. They're trying to do it because they want to. Christmas is often for the casual fan when they start taking interest into the NBA. The NBA is just trying to reel it in closer and closer and closer and utilizing this formula that's already been proven on a European soccer standpoint to been effective there. I don't know if it'll be effective here. Again, it's how serious the players take it. I think that's, if they take it seriously, we'll take it seriously. If they don't, then it could be disaster. But Moda is right. You know, we we thought the play-in was a joke thing. I was I was adversely against it. I really was adamant against it. Mm-hmm. And I was proven wrong. It proved to be fun, advantageous, and I really enjoy the play-in. I'm hoping I'll be proven wrong again, but I'm not so sure. Again, it's all based on how these teams and players take it seriously. Joe? I, I just still don't like the play-in. I like the play-in. If you can't figure out your, your crap in 82 games. That was that was also a timing issue as well, though, Joe. Like, remember that you had the two most marketable stars at that point in time in the NBA facing off against one another. It was just, it was fish in a barrel for Adam Silver and that PR team. And You, uh, you, you can't it, get it your crap made, together. It, it just made the decision easier. If you can't get your crap together for 82 games, you're you're a disgrace. Okay, I I, I don't want to watch more basket more regular season basketball. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. I want, two games is enough. I don't need to watch 85. I don't. I want is- two, and I want to watch. I want you, you. It's just it keeps getting worse and worse. There used to be a first round five game series. I preferred that. I preferred a five game series in the first round. Uh, you want to talk about pressure? That's a good way to start the playoffs. Hey, don't screw this up. Don't get lackadaisical. So it's just, it, 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 it's, it's constant. It's constant. And by the way, now, I don't know if it's officially done. You're, you're, they're going to give the, the coach an extra challenge if they win the first one. So if you thought replay was bad before, we're going to be watching three-hour basketball games now. Because these numbskulls can't look at a video and see what happened within three or four seconds. They have to sit there and go. Did I not tell you this, Sean, the other day? Mm-hmm. You did, Gerald. You did. Yeah. Like almost point blank. This, <laughs> like point this blank alone. What Joe just said. Gerald said it before. This alone should be the reason why you should check us out on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break during the regular season. Because the first time they do that, Joe will go off like a firecracker rest assured but it is the lakers fast break uh, you, you know gerald it was it was also interesting that they during that laker game they called uh they called jhs for a reckless foul i saw that yeah absolutely yep and we were all wondering at first what that would deal was because again like joe says they took an abundance and an inordinate amount of time and it's just like 
can we get the game going, please? Can we get the game going? Yeah, I mean, the the the, the Zaza rule shouldn't shouldn't take uh, you know three guys to to put in a light bulb. There was he trying to break his leg or not? Oh, he was, or it looked like it. Then yeah, that's reckless. That's reckless. I will say though, it's great having everyone here in the chat. The best Lakers chat room that's out here is the Lakers Fast Break. Magic Man and Joe wanted to come on and talk to you tonight. They did a great job as well. But before we head on out, again, Modus, as I agree with you, Moda, the Clippers will probably take it more seriously than any other team in the NBA just because they haven't won a damn thing. And the Clippers can finally hang a banger, hang a banner up there if they win the tourney. So I agree with you. That's something they can cherish in their new arena as far as this in-season tournament is you want You want fans to be in tune in November. Have your stars playing. That's easy. Play. Play the mother effing game. That's what people want to watch. Damn stars. If you can't play, retire. But before we head on out, I do want to mention that, again, I had a great time in Summer League. If you were contemplating going to Summer League, I, I highly more suggest... More excuses it. than crackheads, man. Jesus Christ. Zangerside <laughs> <laughs> said, but guys, the tourney is part of the 82 games. They need to win some games to be a top three team in the West. Uh, but it's also an extra game for the two teams in the finals. So Zanger, the, the championship game is one game, which is which is weird because I play an extra game. I get a salary for that game, but the game itself doesn't count. Doesn't count, right? <laughs> and then you got to play possibly two play-in games. That's eighty-five games that you can play in a league that has already been crying about too many games. Your solution is to play more games, have more stress, when you can just play 82 freaking games and make sure your guys are playing. Ball, oh, we don't want to do that because uh, why? I don't know why. Hold your, hold your players accountable for playing. If Kawhi Leonard can't play or doesn't want to play, retire. Oh, well, I want to make my money, too. Oh, you want to make your money not playing. That's cool. Oh, okay. You wonder where entitlement comes from in this world. You're getting it in small doses. These guys still want their money. By okay. the way, have we have we even seen this thing, the NBA Cup? Like, I, I haven't seen it. I don't even know what it looks like. It's probably still being made. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's kind of, like, worrying me, too. Like, oh, 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 what's worse is these players sit there like idiots and go, oh, this is dumb. Well, if it was dumb, why did you have Michelle Roberts sign that deal so quick? Fight for something, then, if it's dumb. It's easy to... It's easy to complain afterwards. Anyone can complain afterwards. How about complaining at the beginning when it matters? Oh, you want your money. That's why. Okay. Well, now you can sit in it. Sit in it. I will say, though, it's been great having you. Take some da damn accountability for stuff you don't like. Look what the Riders uh, Guild is doing. Look what they're doing. They're not sitting back. They're going, hey, you know what? You guys are jacking us, and we're going to freaking strike. No, the NBA, oh, we hate everything these guys are doing. Oh, by the way, here, we'll sign it. Anyways. It's stupid. Oh. It's, it's, it's a contradictory, just 
hypocritical crap everywhere you turn. Talking out one hole, talking something else the out, out of the other hole. And you don't know which hole it's coming from. Oscar, again, I, we mentioned earlier, Max Lewis, Sean confirmed it for me. Great deal. They're only guaranteed $100,000 in the third year and not even guaranteed in the fourth. This is what Rob is, should have been doing all along. It's a four-year deal for Maxwell Lewis. I really like it. The kid looks like he's good, but he's going to need time to grow because, as we mentioned earlier with Demoy Hodge, it's a numbers game for a player like him. So definitely looked good today, a lot better. Wasn't running back and forth for his health. But before we head on out, guys, I did have a chance again to see Stone Hansen from the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. I also saw... My good friend, I got to spend a lot of time with him uh, watching while we're watching the uh, Spurs game. Rafael Barlow from the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. He does a great job there, the Big Board podcast. And also as well, Mikey V, uh, Michael Weisenberg, who comes on this show constantly uh, during the draft season on normal years. So he didn't come this year, but I told him to stop on by during, during the summer, and he's going to try to do that. So definitely looking forward to hearing from those guys. Whole bunch of draft guys whole bunch of these draft experts that were all to grouped together in group 208, 210, I think. It's uh, 210, 210. It was great to see. But on my way out, I said bye. On my way out, going to go ahead. I thought I'd check out the 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 stuff that was going on next door in the Cox Pavilion. It was the Boston Celtics and Washington Wizards. It's at halftime, so I said, oh, okay, I went in. Just did a cup of coffee. Went back out. Went to the restroom, guys. And hear this. I'm in the restroom. It's a concourse now. The, the Cox Pavilion is adjacent to the Thomas and Mac. It's all indoors. So you never have to go outside to go from one place to another to go check out the games. So lo and behold, during the halftime for the Washington Wizards and the Boston Celtics, I've gone, like I said, I used the restroom, and then all of a sudden comes storming in is what, 610, uh, it was, I think it was, uh, what's his first name again? Um, it is... Uh, Vukovic. Remember Vukovic? Remember we were talking about Vukovic? He got drafted in the second round by Washington. Yeah, he, Tristan Vukovic. Tristan Vukovic came in there. He comes storming in, does his business, comes right out. And I'm washing my hands, right? I'm washing my hands. All of a sudden, he comes over to the to the faucet next to me, and he like 15, 30 seconds like this, and my gosh, water is flying everywhere and it's spraying all over me. And I'm looking over to him. I'm like, dude, I know it's an only a five minute halftime, but come on, man. I'm getting soaked over here. What's up with that? I <laughs> know oh, he, he, uh, I, I, I don't know, but he, I don't think he had enough time to do that. Uh, John, I think it was just a, just a whiz. I think That's it was funny, just a John. Whiz. <laughs> so, you know, this guy, he, he's like spraying all over me. And I'm like, what's up with you, dude, man? He's like, look at uh, He runs right out. And there's a Boston Celtics player I had to go to. But the, there's no locker rooms next to the Cox Pavilion. It's all adjacent to the Thomas and Mack part of it. So that was funny. It just gives you almost like that Sean and Joe, like that high school feeling where they come right in. <laughs> it's just fun. I'm like, oh, man. Okay, there you go. There's yeah, my like, Cox Pavilion. You don't, need, you don't need to go to Splash Mountain, man. It's, you know, just nice concentric wipes. You don't need to fly it everywhere. Like, seriously. Seriously, indeed. And Boda, by the way, doing this. He's just like this. Yeah, that means 
you should probably wash your hands again because you did it wrong the first time. Uh, he was just trying to do it and leave. At least he was. At least he was trying to wash his hands. At least he was trying to wash his hands. And I'll give Good him for him. Her. Yep. But again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. I had a great time in summer league. I suggest to everyone out there, despite the massive convenience fees above the ticket price, it is still a good value to go ahead and check out eight NBA games a, a day. It's just really good. Joe, you're shaking your head. Okay. You know what that convenience fee is? Just to pay for that monstrosity of a team at that stadium. You mean the Raiders, but that's at the that's on the Raiders side. That's that's down the street. This was the Thomas and Mac Arena. This is the this is on the UNOV campus or next to the UNOV campus. Why do I hate why do I hate Vegas? You said that before. We argued over that over there. You like, just gave me another re- you just you just gave more reason why. I'll be like you. I'm drained. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm drained. I'm drained. Mm-hmm. I'm drained. I don't want to talk about it I, anymore. I've never sounded like that in my entire life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure have. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, careful, Magic Man. He might come for you too. He's already threatened them come to come at me. So. Joe, Joe, Joe thinks it's like the ring. He's gonna just come through the computer screen. <laughs> I almost came through the computer screen, going through the. Uh, go, almost came through my my phone at the uh, Thomas and Max. So sorry about that again. Apologies to everyone. I was so loud in there. I could not hear. I could not see. I couldn't playback.tv magic man. It was just like, yeah, I was freaking out because I couldn't get a hold of him because he was trying to, he was talking. I couldn't hear. So bad Wi-Fi, but still a great experience right there at Summer League at the Thomas and Mac. Hope you get a chance to enjoy it or at least check out the games. NBA.tv or NBA TV will have the games for the most part over the course of this week. Hopefully the Lakers will go ahead and continue their game is on Wednesday their next one and they'll have one on Friday for sure. Will they go farther into the summer league playoffs? We'll see. And we'll be here to report it all, but we have another show lined up tomorrow. We'll be talking about some good stuff. Will Christian Wood sign with the Lakers, please sign with the Lakers. All I heard in summer league was, Hey, my sources are telling me Christian mm-hmm. Wood's going to sign with the Lakers. Well, that's sign man sign. So we'll see, but it is the Lakers fast break. Joe Sorrell, from oh uh we've got it moda said lakers will win summer league the tourney and the finals 2023 champs i hope it works that way indeed gerald i was just gonna say um i i didn't have a chance to ask you um on our last pod but i'll, I'll pose this question to you uh-huh. so if if the lakers do run the gauntlet here gerald in the summer league uh-huh. and colin castleton continues playing at this level would you have to convert uh, that to a to a standard NBA contract, Gerald, or would you live with the idea that he's a two way for now? I would personally sign him if he continues this progression before camp to a full contract, just because if you yeah. have like if you like fudge, if you really like fudge, then you can move him up from the exhibit ten to a two way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, our good friend who is not going to stay much longer on the two-way. And you know who I'm talking about. Unfortunately, I don't think there's going to for him, but they still got Demoy Hodge, who I really like. I think he's going to be pretty good. I really think he's going to be pretty good in the league, but I don't know if in the numbers game, if he's going to last with the Lakers, uh, unfortunately, because the kid's got a nice stroke. 
He plays really solid, little slight, you know, as far as his, his build, and he's not tall enough really outside of a point guard's height, but he's probably more of an off guard at 6'3", so we'll see what happens. But I really like what he, I saw from him. Cole Swider, Cole Swider just, you know, we he was he was off today on a shot, but even when he's on a shot, he can't give you much else. So athletically, he's he's a liability, you know, even more so than JHS. So I don't see him him lasting long on, on that two-way because the Lakers aren't going to fill up the 15 slots. But still, I think it's uh, what I saw I really liked, and I'm hoping for good things for the rest of the week for the Lakers. And I hope you are as well. And if you do, please let us know right here at Lakers Fast Break or Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your social media. Adam says, get Swider out of there. Again, he'll probably will be out of there. But, Sean, to answer your question, I would personally put him on that contract. But I don't think the Lakers will unless they absolutely feel like they have to. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Gerald. I think that's that's likely what's going to happen. I want to be surprised. I want to be proven wrong on that one. I really do. Because the Castleton, again, if he stays out of foul trouble, he can really do some special things out there. Uh, just got to work on some things like his his fadeaways, his turnarounds, his driving to the basket. Those are a little sketchy because they're a little slow and mechanical. But you get him right there at the top of the key, the top of the elbow. The guy can find people like very few other centers right now in the league. And if he's inside, he's got a great touch in the key. So some really good things that I saw from him today. But it is the Lakers fast break. Great job today by the Lakers. They win 93-75. We'll be back tomorrow for more great stuff. Hopefully we will sign Christian Wood or Bismack Biyombo or somebody so we can talk about that more. But we'll talk about all the good stuff going down in the NBA if anything comes up. You know it's going to be here. Keep liking us. Please go hit that like. Please go hit that subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast.